0: Hello and welcome to the British English Podcast with your host, Charlie Baxter. Today, I thought I'd go over my recent experience in the south of Spain. My best man, or co-best man, I should say, Harry, took me to the south of Spain for a stag do. A stag do, well, Harry, straight away, let's get into it. What is a stag do? And, And hello, how are you? Thank you for being on the episode.
1: Thank you. Hello. Good to see you. Yeah, a stag do. So it's a bachelor party. It's a British way of saying that, right? Before the man goes and gets married, he goes away with his friends, or in this case, friend. (laughs) And uh, they have a holiday where they normally drink lots and do silly things. But ours was an unconventional stag do. We've been saying that throughout it, or we were saying that throughout the holiday from the very start till the very end but we were kind of reminding ourselves throughout this holiday because it was just a really nice holiday that it was a stag do weren't we but every time we, we noticed we were doing something that wasn't at all staggy it wasn't anything like the kind of activities you normally do on a stag do we would say stag 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 <laughs> wouldn't we
0: we would yeah it was a little in joke and i shared it with stacy and she bloody loved it she really enjoyed that like when you would pass me a little lemon and ginger tea or something, and you'd be like, stag, 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 stag. Yeah, let's go back. A stag do is a, a party for a group of men to really, like, have some fun with the groom that is about to get married. And typically they all get drunk, and sometimes strippers are involved, aren't they? Oh, hello, sir. Welcome to the British English podcast, Bed and Breakfast. How can I help you? Oh, yes, I'd uh, I'd like to check in early, please. I have a reservation under the name of Mister Smith, and uh, I'd like to listen to the podcast for free. Certainly. And would you like a turn down service and a complimentary worksheet with your stay? Pardon me, a turn down service and a free worksheet. What what on earth are they? Let's let's see now, shall we? A turn down service includes getting your bedroom ready for a night of sleep. In other words, I get in your bed, roll around in it, and then get back out. Oh, and the free worksheet is available for anyone listening to the British English podcast. You can access it by going to the Podcast dot com slash freebies. That's F R E E B I E S by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode, or you can download the app called the British English Podcast app. It's rather impressive, as you can listen to every single episode and see the free worksheet on the same page. Very, very useful, and as I said, complimentary usage for any of our guests. So, how's about that turn down service? Eh? Hey? Fancy it? Uh, I, I think I'll pass on that. Thanks, but I'll definitely be downloading the app you mentioned. Yeah, where can where can I get my hands on that then? In your device's app store, sir. Search BEP for BEP or the British English podcast. You can't miss it. Right. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, what room number am I? Room number 325, sir. Take the lift up to the third floor, take a left, and voila. Your home away from home awaits you. Right. Right. Thank you. See you tomorrow at breakfast. Sleep well. (sighs) Don't let the bed bugs bite. Because we really do have an abundance of them on the third floor.
1: That's often like the climax of, of the stag weekend. Often they take place over a couple of days. Sometimes it's just a one night thing. We did six nights, which you could claim is very Laddie, <laughs> you know. That's some serious serious stamina there, isn't it? Yes. Considering we were drinking at least at least half a bottle of wine every night yeah stag 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 yeah
0: we said over the whole period of six to seven nights we probably consumed as much alcohol as one big night maybe two
1: yeah (laughs) that's it or over the six nights we probably consumed the amount that you would on a conventional stag do which may last from one to two days
0: yes Would you say that the typical locations at the moment for British people to go on a stag do are like Budapest or Prague or maybe...
1: Yeah, it's places where booze is cheap. Yes. That's where people choose to go. Um, I was speaking to a friend the other day and he said that one of his mates has just kind of confirmed his stag do. They're just making those plans and they're going to... I can't remember yeah. <laughs> so somewhere like it was like it was somewhere like Bucharest it was uh, it wasn't that but it was like that what's the capital of Latvia it might have been that oh that is a pub quiz question
0: that I would fail on <laughs> capital of Latvia Riga?
1: Riga Riga no it wasn't Riga actually it was someone, Riga. They got my the figure on the Riga. <laughs> yes, I don't know, but yeah, they it Maybe it's capital of Lithuania. I'm not sure, but or Estonia. It was one of these kind of they East. God, I'm so thick. Are these like Eastern European, mid, middle kind of mid, middle Europe? Perhaps. Right, mid, uh, middle these, Europe. These cities Europe. are. Well, at least you're not calling they're it Riga. Quite popular to go to. They're very cheap to go to and that the alcohol tends to be quite cheap and what we always say is, Oh yeah, that's a really good night out. Oh, you'll have a really good a really good night out there. That's what British people say. Oh yeah, Riga's a really good night out. The beer costs like oh, I dunno, a quid? But a quid for a beer, like as this really good uh really good strip club. Like, you can just do everything you need, You get your beers in your hotel. Pop down the local uh, pub. You get absolutely smashed and you pop down the strip club and then there's a good kebab shop on the corner and Bob's your uncle. He got a great stag do.
0: And, you know, that just screams to me, culture. Just, you know, you're really absorbing the culture of the country, which is exactly what we aimed to do. But, no, we didn't have any... Did we have cheap booze? We did actually have fairly cheap wine. So we went to Malaga. Then we went to a surprise destination that Harry took me to. And then we went, that I will disclose later on in the episode. And then uh, we went on to a a beach. It's a city, isn't it? Cadiz. Yeah. I just thought of a good way to get over the way to pronounce a city without sounding pretentious and without saying it wrong. Do you want to hear it? Go on. Just mock the extreme version of the right way to do it.
1: Do you mean be racist?
0: No, no, no. I don't know how that's racist. But as in, like, say, for example, Paris. 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 You'd say Paris.
1: Paris. Right, okay. Well, that's wrong, though, isn't it? What is it? So what? Well, well, they probably say Paris. 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 They do that little R, wouldn't they? Paris. The the throaty R. Paris. 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 But, okay, so you say the best way is to try and say it in a jokey way, but in the authentic way that the locals would say it. Yes,
0: that's what I mean.
1: It's a good idea. You can't can't do that constantly, though. When it's like the second or third time you say... You're, you're, you're talking about your trip to Paris, and you've got to say Paris every time. Like, <laughs> yeah, me, me, and yeah, me and Stacey really enjoyed Paris, and we had a really nice time. Oh, the coffee and Paris wasn't it lovely, Stacey?
0: No, but then you've established that you know the way to say it, and then I'd feel comfortable with the default British one.
1: Okay, we went to Cadiz, and we'd had a lovely time. I like Cadiz; <laughs> it just sounds awful. No, you you could say, yeah,
0: yeah, I really like it is. Yeah, it's nice. I think that, because the worry I have is that somebody is going to correct me and say, actually, it's this. And they're referring the real way that the locals say it.
1: But you, mm. you
0: don't want to come across pretentious.
1: Okay, you want to sh- prove that you know everything. That's first and foremost, you don't want to be wrong. And you want to prove everyone that you know. And then you can res- resort to like the... The Prats, the Plonkers' way of saying it.
0: I think that's what I'm doing, but I I just want to show that I am aware of how they say it, but we say it like this.
1: Okay, I think that's I. That's fine. You've got my support. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good. I can't wait to hear you doing it in action.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine you're. A, you, you seem too keen to adopt this one.
1: To adopt what, Caddy? You... No, my,
0: my suggestion.
1: Your technique. Yeah. Your method. I think it's good. I'm not against it. I was playing devil's advocate. I think it's probably a good way to do it. But there's certain ones where it might just be confusing. So like Cadiz sounds very different. Very different, I think, to Cadiz. Yeah. To the point where it might confuse. Like if you're telling an English person about where you went, and you say Cadiz. They might not even recognize the sound of that place. That's true. Whereas if you said Cadiz, then they probably will know it. Yeah. I was corrected by... I think uh, we were talking to that woman on the plane who was really scared of flying. Yes. And I think she might have even corrected one of us the way we said it. Yes. We were like, oh, we're going to Cadiz. And you made an effort to say it properly. She went, oh, Cadiz, yeah. Like, no, yes. No, no, not Cadiz. Yeah. Although actually <laughs> thinking,
0: <laughs> thinking about it, when somebody who has a different accent to me in British English, they say a word and I don't recognise it immediately. And then I confirm the word by using my accent. Stacey gives me a hard time for this. Like, for example, I don't say it like this, but if one of Stacey's relatives was to say she was on the grass and I say, oh, the grass. <laughs> right? All oh, right, the
1: grass, yeah. Carry the, on, yeah, the, the grass. grass, yeah. Just keep it up On the grass.
0: Carry. I'd be like checking that I understood the word, but I'm, it sounds like I'm correcting them. With my pronunciation <laughs> of the word grass, it does hilarious. sound like that, but I'm not meaning that. But maybe this lady was saying that she was just like confirming that she's on the same page with us. Oh, you mean this city that I think is this yeah. pronunciation?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she might not have been correcting. Yeah, you're right. That's so funny. Someone who's traveled and lived in as many different places as you. You still find the need to say, oh, grass, yeah, grass. Just checking I've understood grass there.
0: (laughs) As I said. I
1: guess the place you've lived in the least different places, probably um, the UK. Well, you have lived in a, a couple of different places, haven't you? But you've explored the world so much. You've lived in more different countries than you have different, like, counties in the UK.
0: It is fair, but still the majority is the UK. I had 20, 25 years in the UK and 10 or no, 23 in the UK and 10 outside of it.
1: Oh yeah. In terms of years. Yeah. yeah, But that was, that was not the (laughs) stat that I just pulled out actually, Charlie.
0: (laughs) But the grass
1: comment, that was just. uh, I stand by my previous stat.
0: The grass comment was just an example. I don't, Correct the yes. word grass. Anyway, that lady uh, that said Oh Cadiz, yes. She was as Harry said, was on the flight with us and uh her partner, he was a bit of a, a lad's lad, wasn't he? He was a a sixty year yeah. old old boy and uh he liked yeah. to tell us stories of him back in the day. I think he would have loved to go to places like Budapest and Prague to have a yeah. real lad stay. And he did, didn't he? He yes. told us about that, I think.
1: He told us some stories, he yeah, told which some weren't stuff. at all funny, really. <laughs> he was a man's man. He was a lad's lad. And he, um, I guess there's, I want to say there's nothing wrong with that, but there are things that are wrong with being a lad. You know, there, there are indisputably negative traits that come with being a lad, you know, that I think most people would find quite unpleasant. When he found out that we were on an unconventional stag do, he looked like he just, I don't know, just discovered that his dog is... (laughs) He looked very, very disappointed, didn't he? He was like, oh my God, you guys are letting down males everywhere. Yes, yeah.
0: He thought the world had come to an end. Like the generations beneath him were no longer... Masculine enough for the men. Oh, good morning, Squire. I do hope you slept soundly. Care for some breakfast? Oh, yes, I'd, I'd, I'd love some. Uh, what's on the menu? Let's have a look, shall we? We have the buffet breakfast for premium podcast members, and we have the exclusive set menu if you're a member of the academy. All oh, right, yeah. And and apart from the breakfast options, uh, why would I want to be a member of the p- premium podcast? You say, or the the um, uh, the or the academy, sir? Yes. You see, premium members get to enjoy the buffet along with transcripts. Glossaries and flashcards to use how and when you want. Rather like the buffet if you've not cottoned on yet, Mr. Smith. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Very nice, very nice. All right. So, just like the buffet, I can come and go as much as I like and eat or learn in this case uh, in whatever way I like with the basic stuff available for me precisely mr smith very good very good and then the members of the academy get everything premium members get but more importantly they get to experience some fine dining with a set menu or structure of lessons with videos audios quizzes assignments speaking classes on zoom the speaking partner program and entry into a lottery to win one-to-one classes with charlie the host of the podcast this bed and breakfast is associated with gosh It's a fair amount of stuff, isn't it? You don't suppose I could sample a bit of both options before I decide what to do? It's funny you should say that because we indeed have a sample sausage from the buffet along with a sample of the premium podcast over at com slash premium. And of course, we have some caviar and a full lesson to sample for the Academy over on thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash Academy. Again, all the links will be in the show notes and on that menu in front of you, sir. I will leave it with you to think over and I do hope you enjoy yourself. Right. Yeah, thanks. Food for thought, I suppose. He was very disappointed. That's it. And he said... Funny comment that wasn't funny in any way. Mm. When he realised it was just us two, he said, oh, it's because it's you don't have any friends, isn't it? That's why you've not got... Big stag group. You, you haven't got any friends, yeah. have you? Joke. I wanted to show him that I've got at least 500 friends on Facebook, but I didn't bother because <laughs> I didn't have any data. It's on the plane.
1: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got 900. I mean, how many have you got? Ooh. How many friends have you got on Facebook, mate? Yeah,
0: none of them pick up the phone, but they're still following my Facebook that no one uses. Yeah, it was a funny response that. You've got no friends, isn't it? Yeah. you've got no friends.
1: It was a deflating uh, start to our stag, but we quickly picked up the pieces and had a bloody lovely time. Did you have a nice time, Charlie, and your unconventional stag? I
0: I felt a bit lonely. I wanted about 15 other men to bully me and put (laughs) shots down my bottom. No, I absolutely (laughs) loved that holiday. I came away, like, the next days after... The following days after coming back to England, I kept wanting to text you saying, I fucking love you. I loved that holiday. It was such Aww. a nice week. So, yes, I very much appreciate that you put that on for me. Yeah, we, we started off in Malaga and we focused on um, practising our Spanish because you've been helping me with my Spanish lately. And we do you think we accomplished that a
1: little bit? Um, yeah, massively. I don't think we ever resorted to like or well, very rarely did we resort to English, right? When when speaking with native speakers. Only when they opened up the conversation with us in English did we did we use English. And like you, we both were in it from the word go. Like we um I th- you know, we threw ourselves into it and you did. It was amazing. Remember that that first conversation we had? When we, we checked into our apartment in Malaga, the first location, and we had this lovely old couple greet us and show us around their flat. And this was your first like conversation with a native speaker for I don't know how long. Or, or, and I don't know if you've spoken with many Spaniards, but... And these weren't... They weren't teachers. So they weren't speaking slowly or anything. They were just whatever came out of their mouth came out at a rapid pace and we were there speaking to them and it was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. It was great. It was
0: a really nice feeling after they had left. I mean, I was enjoying it obviously, but it was,
1: I'm (laughs) so glad you're leaving. Bye. adios.
0: (laughs) I was loving it, but equally I was a little bit like, Oh, sometimes I don't know exactly what they're saying, but you know, just like a few Spanish words and, saying saying just one question that makes sense helps them understand that they can keep talking in Spanish to me
1: yeah I think that's yeah I think that helps (laughs) But yeah it's hard isn't it when they when they get carried away and they don't quite know what your level is or whatever yeah it it can be like oh my god why is he still talking (laughs) to me why is he saying so much at such a fast pace. Yeah. What is... what? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Harry, come back. Come back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Harry's level of Spanish is <clears throat> incredible. And that lady actually said that uh, some of her friends who had been there 20 years didn't have the level that Harry has. Your fluency I mean, is incredible. I believe that, though. Yeah.
1: I think it's... Uh, it's not where I would like it to be, but it's, it's decent. But I completely believe that her English friend, who's been there for 20 years, still... Hasn't got much fluency. Because, yeah, we've spoken about that a million times, right? The British, the average Brit's attitude toward learning languages. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me, but yeah. Oh, I see. But no, it was nice. It was a nice compliment. It was a nice compliment. Well,
0: I'm glad you didn't say that to her in Spanish.
1: Uh, no me sorprende, no me sorprende, señora. <laughs> Ciao. Gracias.
0: I'm laughing because I understand. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <sighs> And I think what worked for for us or for me particularly was that you have that fluency. So whenever I was a little bit stuck, I could lean on your skill and then they would stay in Spanish. And then when I would understand again, I could come back in and and join the conversation rather than us all accepting defeat and resorting to English. I think it was a, a nice combination that I liked it a lot.
1: It was. It was a very nice combination. I, I think uh, just even if our levels were more similar, it would still work. To, it's nice to have a partner, isn't it? Um, I remember when we were traveling in, in Italy, Cinque Terre, we were like a team, weren't we? And we were, we were going around challenging each other and, and challenging ourselves to just speak up in, in the native tongue and uh, try our best. So it's nice to have that kind of an accomplice that's that's with you, supporting you. Yeah, that's true. But I actually feared
0: before going on that trip that because your level is a lot more than mine, a lot greater, I thought that I would end up feeling nervous in front of you trying these sentences and stuff because I've been with natives before and I felt like there's no point almost or like I can't even get to anywhere close to worthy of trying so yeah it was a nice combination i really liked it um so we did yeah we did malaga for two days and we explored the old city didn't we
1: yes oh sorry the the old town yeah malaga was a very really nice place we we found some nice tapas bars and the the weather forecast was was awful wasn't it that was a big part of our at the start we were we were worried about the weather a bit Maybe you weren't as worried as as I was, but because you don't like, you know, extremely hot temperatures and you'd actually rather it to be kind of a bit more mild and stuff. But I was like, you know, the second location, the mystery location that I hadn't told you about, I was it was really kind of the success of that was more resting on nice weather because the, the outdoor bit there was so... Lovely, and I thought I could just. I was picturing us there sitting outside, drinking beers, playing cards, having a good old time by the pool. But if the weather had stayed rubbish, it, it wouldn't have been so great. So I remember in Malaga being a bit worried about that when the rain was, you know, coming down. It was spitting, wasn't it, for a, a, most of a, a day. Do you remember our first day when we discovered the white wine? And we, we had a whole day just kind of wandering around in the spitting. We had a lovely time, but that that weather was, wasn't what you picture when you uh, imagine a couple of, a week in Spain. No, it
0: wasn't exactly what you imagined, but I do prefer that weather over like 40 plus degrees, I fear. That was a reason why we didn't go to Seville, actually, because last year a lot of friends went to Seville at the end of, of May and it was a heat wave at like 40 plus. That would have been my worst nightmare. I was happy to take a slippery sort of path wherever we went. We chose the wrong shoes on the first day and uh, we paid the consequences. I was walking around like very slowly, like I'd broken both legs and uh, (laughs) everyone...
1: I don't know if you'd be walking if you'd broken both legs, but yeah. yeah. I think I would have been pushing you around in a wheelchair (laughs) and then I'd end up breaking both of my legs. But yeah, we were walking around, we were kind of sliding... <clears throat> kind of like skiing in a way, like cross-country skiing. Yeah, we're sliding our yeah. feet around. I've clearly never been cross-country
0: skiing <laughs> Nor have before, I, but...
1: But we're walking like penguins, weren't yes. we? we're kind of hobbling. A...
0: Yeah, hobbling from tapas bar to tapas bar. What I learned a little bit about tapas culture, which is to go from place to place, focusing on their main dish and not scoffing your face at one place, ordering like seven dishes all at once it was a really nice experience doing that and i think we got a lot out of the place for that and then yeah we went on to the second place and before we go on to the second place though i wanted to see if we can compare at all so let's see were there any activities we engaged in on on the holiday that you would say are similar to a traditional stag i mean we drank a lot of wine
1: yeah we drank a lot of wine but we weren't Binging? No, we weren't binging exactly. There was one night which we'll we'll get to, but we we where we did kind of binge, but we weren't binging. Mm. We were savoring our wine. We were not drinking them slowly. No, but we weren't guzzling <laughs> wine as you might guzzle beer on a stag. Team. Yeah, like, it wasn't drinking as a sport. No, was it? And even
0: having wine would probably be frowned upon on a proper stag.
1: Ah. Oh. Unheard, unheard of. of. Unheard of. A
0: liter of beer yeah, yeah, and yeah. get through it as quick as possible.
1: So alcohol-wise, alcohol was always present. You know, there was all. There wasn't one. It wasn't a day that went by where we didn't drink. Or perhaps maybe the last day because you were so hungover. But even even so, I had one glass of wine because I'm such a lad. <laughs> Otherwise, no, the drinking wasn't majorly staggy. It wasn't majorly staggy. It wasn't. No. What other stag related things? What's the other typical things you do on a stag? You humiliate the stag. Yeah,
0: right, humiliate the stag. Give them challenges to do.
1: I mean, I guess you
0: challenged me to confront some of my fears with my Spanish speaking like on the last stag do I did a lot of the challenges included him going up to strangers and making a fool out of himself like doing a magic trick or pretending to do a magic trick or like (laughs) or like hugging oh
1: my god we should have done that That (laughs) or what
0: was it hugging the most alpha male in the room or and like not (laughs) and not letting go another one was I think pretending to do a break dance or, or... <laughs> I love
1: these these are brilliant but yeah that kind of thing works so much better in a group doesn't it Where...
0: <laughs> yeah imagine you just laughing <laughs> that, wouldn't, that just wouldn't
1: work no it wouldn't work with two people would it no. it just doesn't work no but and that's why you don't a time and a place for things like and that. that's why
0: you don't go on a stag dude just with one person <laughs>
1: I think that I love the magic trick idea, yeah. hugging the biggest alpha. So.
0: <laughs> I think one of the the least stag-like moments on our trip was on the first day. Actually, we went to uh, the old town and we found the the castle. Was it the castle? Is it called a castle? Uh huh. <laughs> and yeah, we went to the top yeah. of the castle. We were looking over the the city, <laughs> and Harry got out a poem and he started teaching me this poem in Spanish and we were just thinking about the words and uh, appreciating the poetry in Spanish and I don't think you could beat that would be the the most well can I say feminine it's not even feminine it's just
1: it's very feminine it's very anti-staggy anti-stag. it's it's not at all staggy and it's worse or better than that yeah we <laughs> we walked around and you were trying to memorize it (laughs) the whole time while walking around this castle so it was a cultural (laughs) activity that's like a no-go on a stag there can't be any smidgen of culture can there that's a that's a big no-no on stag dooms and on top of that there was poetry which is (laughs) no there can't be anything artistic and then you were actually learning something. So you were growing as a person and, and developing yourself. I'd say that's, that's another big no no on stag dudes. If anything, you should, part of your soul should die. <laughs> yes. On these stags. You yes. should go back, le- a lesser being.
0: That's true. A lesser being, and anyone who has come in contact with you think of you as a lesser being.
1: Yeah, definitely. They should think you're a twat. Yeah.
0: Look at that topless arrogant, uncultured coof of a twat. Yeah.
1: Mm. I guess we should caveat <laughs> this by saying that we've we have both been on yeah. real stags and we've both really enjoyed them as well. Yeah. They they're great. And I laughed my head off when you told me about these stag challenges that your friend had to do. It's a very different experience. And for me, I'm gonna look back on this trip as bloody great holiday it was so nice but it was always present that it was it was more than just a holiday so I always had in my mind that it was your trip and it was your kind of it was your stag it was just a different kind of thing and we spoke a bit about like you know how you're feeling about the wedding and you know, saying goodbye to single life. I, don't know. I think you said goodbye to single life a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But it was always there, wasn't yeah. it? Like the, the fact that we were on this. Yeah. Thing. So it did separate it and distinguish it from other kinds. of And wonder. I feel
0: like that's why you gave me a strip tease every evening.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I went above and beyond there. <laughs> I went above and beyond.
0: Yes, exactly. <clears throat> okay. Are you ready to tell everyone where we went for the mystery location?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we haven't even mentioned that we had a car. So we we rented a car uh, from Malaga Airport, and Charlie was the designated driver.
0: All in Spanish. That was a really good moment for me.
1: That's Do you remember? First that was the first
0: interaction, and I went through the legal things pretty much all in Spanish. I mean, yeah, we could yeah. read it.
1: Yeah, that no, was amazing. But yeah. Yeah, I was really uh, in awe of you, really. And there was something that I didn't really understand. You know, it's something that I get confused by even in in English when they start selling you insurance and stuff. And Charlie got it better than I did. And I was like, God, this guy is going to absolutely smash it, as they say. And we had a, yeah, that was a really successful interaction.
0: Yeah, it does help that. And then we
1: set off on the road.
0: Yeah, we set off on the road. I was just saying it does help that I've hired a lot of cars and i know kind of the annoying process that you've got to go through but yes we set off on the road and uh yeah again it was a bit of a culture shock having to be on the right side of the road again and yeah taking the the driving culture in spain it it wasn't too aggressive though it was quite nice i think people drove quite pleasantly oh but the narrow roads were quite tricky weren't they in the heart of the city centers
1: did some stops in Small towns as well with quite narrow streets. So, yeah, we had this car and after Malaga, we, we set off to this mystery location and I put it into Charlie's sat-nav without him seeing the final destination. We will leave it there for part one of today's episode. Thank you
0: very much for listening up to this point. If you did want to listen to part two and part three of this conversation, then you can head over to the com. And check out the premium podcast or Academy memberships. The premium podcast gives you access to the full conversation along with extended glossaries, transcripts and flashcards. Whereas the Academy gives you all of that, plus exclusive videos and audios for the season-based episodes, explaining the vocabulary, exampling them, giving you quizzes, writing assignments and weekly speaking classes on zoom but if you were just here for part one of this conversation then i thank you very much for stopping by i hope you enjoyed the show do grab that free worksheet by clicking the link in the show notes my name's charlie and i will see you next week on the british english podcast